Uh, I now have all the trophies in Resident Evil 5. Yeah. You suck. I know. It's amazing. Too much time playing that game. Um, Why would yes. you waste time playing that? Um, you know, hanging out with friends while doing it. It's Fuck it's a fun friends, action mate. game. You know, there's if a lot of friends. If your friends are really you play Resident Evil Five, they're not your friends. I'm okay. <laughs> to be fair, I'm the one that convinced him to play it because I had fond memories of it. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am back. I am Zach, and I am joined by James Wood. Howdy, gamers. <laughs> and Adam Ryan. Wasn't expecting the rhyme. Hello. Neither was I, actually. And Nathan Hennessy. Yeah, boy. G'day. And also joining us is Rhiannon and Austin. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. It's a funny time. How are we all? Good to be back. It's been a week without me. I bet you're all fucking stoked. Comes Did in you... like a whirlwind, doesn't he? Doesn't he just? Yes. It's, Did you get a haircut? Who, me? Yeah. I think you... You were there, weren't you? Yeah, no, I sent <laughs> pictures in, yeah. in, um, wasn't... in the stack. <laughs> what? I wasn't there. What the she wasn't there. <laughs> she wasn't present for the haircut herself. Let me know. <laughs> Wait. Like, it was stand outside. <laughs> it's good viewing. Bit of moral support. That's it. That's it. No, I did. Do um, they put you in one of you. those little car chairs? <laughs> we are off to a crack and start. Oh my lord. How do we unpack that one? <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm definitely you know that? saying that to my barber next time I see him. Hey bro, you're gonna put me in the car chair today. <laughs> You know what it kind of reminds me of, and it's, it's, it's not really, but whenever I think of car something like a seat, I think of um, Grandma's Boy. What? Has anyone seen the film Grandma's Boy? The name's ringing a bell. Is it? Is that, that an Aussie? W- that weird comedy. It's old. It's got um. On Adam Sandler's mates is in it. Anyway, there's a guy with a car bed. If you if if you've seen Grandma's mm. Boy, shout outs. Buddy has. Let us know, buddy. Grandma's boy at wellplayed.com.au. Oh, you know, I always. <laughs> What's that? Is it a 90s film? Uh, nah, it's got to be early 2000s at least. Someone someone do a do a date check on that for us. But um, how have we been? 2006. Mm. Yeah. Oh, do you have the. Who's the main guy in it? I can never remember his name. Uh. I mean, who could? Who could possibly remember uh, Alan Covert? That's it. <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> Big names. Love him. Been in some huge films. His IMDb must oh, be. Oh, shit. Linda Cardellini's in this movie, though. Who? <laughs> You're just Linda, saying you words. Don't worry about it. <laughs> She's a big fan of the podcast. She is. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So is Alan, Alan Corvette, or whatever his name was again, was he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to him. Goes hard. Um, so, did we have a good week? It just got better. <laughs> it's always okay. wonderful to talk on the podcast with you boys. It's one of the highlights of my week. Oh, so I'm glad you happy to be here. I mean, I that. used to feel that way. Oh. <laughs> 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 Shut myself right. real quick. Don't worry. 
spicy <laughs> today. Damn. All righty. Oh, no, nah, it's good. You know, yeah, Tuesday. Shout yeah, outs. that's it. Well, my week away was was, was good. Thanks for asking. Uh, I had a nice little refresh. Um, that was good. Cheers. That's good. What'd you get up to? Down the fort. Oh, you're uh, welcome. I went away. Man. Just uh, down the down the coast, as it were. Down, down the, the old coastline. Down the old coastline. Yep. Nothing but beaches and open roads. That's it. Nothing but beaches and open roads. Um, what you said, basically. Yep. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did no, you? it was good. Uh, yeah, just went down to, I don't know if you've uh, heard of Sorrento, but it's kind of down, down near there. I you only know the WA Sorrento. Nobody else knows that. Very so. similar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, actually, here's something good for you. I um, was walking, right, and wow. saw a cockatoo, unrelated, but um, there was a public barbecue. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, check out this walk. I have to go check, check out this bad boy, see if she's coin operated. She wasn't though. <laughs> um, so. Just getting the feelers out before packs, hey? Exactly. Yeah, I was like, this, the best this spot. is a good, good spot. Hold on. Are uh, we expecting you... to have a well-played barbecue with with park barbecues? Is that what you're insinuating, Rhiannon? I, I, well, I, uh, it wasn't me that insinuated it. We just keep talking about it. Um, I'll bring and a cocker too. <laughs> <laughs> to cook or to no we're just going to have one that you can walk past yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach's showing up just yeah. imagining um, you with a authentic. cockatoo perched on your shoulder like oh, a pirate it's a beautiful be... bird I actually my grandma in Tassie has a pet cockatoo that's sweet does there it talk it does it does yeah, got a bit um, of a mouth on hopefully I got uh, I, I got dibs in the will so <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Well played, mate. Is it? Are you sure it's not taxidermed and it's just got like a oh recording? I've held inside? it, mate. I've held it. It talks. It walks around. <laughs> yeah, it does yeah. it. There we go. You holding it doesn't, it doesn't even need to be taxidermed. Off she goes. No, it, it, it bloody has a has a nip too. Um, ah, that's a kiss. Um, anyway, it's so, but did you see that I did a, a poll on Twitter for coin operated barbecues? Didn't. Did anyone, did anyone see this? I, I did. did. I ran, on the well played Twitter, I ran a, uh, still, a poll. Still called Twitter, is it? Twitter. What's that? Oh, X, X. or whatever you fucking want to call it. God, I don't Elon know. Elon Musk. Not a fan of the podcast, thank God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he sucks, though. God. So, what were the results? I, I'm trying to find it, but I fucking. But this website hasn't been working for months. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're too busy doing uh, drawings of X's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's busy working the residents. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they should hit up uh, Simon Blackman, a uh, member of Ivory Dusk. He's a huge and amazing graphic designer. Go, um, I can get around him. That's great work. I think that- get on it, X. He did that. Uh, all right, so okay. we... The sorry, the question was: Have you ever seen or used a coin-operated public barbecue? Uh, won't disclose the number of votes that we had. You can check that on on x.com if you want. Uh, but yes, got a whopping sixty-four point seven percent. No, got a five point nine percent. And what is this madness? Got twenty-nine point four percent. Hey, so that's a pretty definitive win. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, why are you asking about off. barbecues? You didn't give them any sort of. Don't like, need to. Well, if they want the context, they'll have to listen to the content, won't they? 
Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but we could have directed them. It was posted underneath the, the podcast tweet. Eh. Close. You can't figure that out. If you can't put two and two together, then you're an idiot. You're not invited to the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm oh. going to see who voted, and that's everyone who voted gets a free <laughs> snag. Ooh. Tonged by Ash Whaling. So. Love it. All right, let's talk video games because we don't have much to talk about. Let's make it a quick, uh, quick app. Never is when I'm here, though. Sorry. For those who. <laughs> uh, all right. Has anyone been playing anything that they want to talk about? I um, have some tremendous news. Um, after we checked in last week with my Resident Evil 500% Platinum journey, I am pleased to report it has been done. It's done. Uh, clocking hey. in at 82 hours. Uh, I now have all the trophies what? in Resident Evil 5. Yeah. You suck. I know. Amazing. <laughs> playing that game. Um, Why yes. would you waste time playing that? Um, you know, hanging out with friends while doing it. It's it's Fuck a friends, fun action mate. game. You know, there's if a lot of friends that really you friends? play Resident Evil Five. They're not your friends. I'm okay. <laughs> to be fair, I'm the one that convinced him to play it because I had fun memories of it. Like the like. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. I just put a headset on a fucking skull. Um, <laughs> no, look, it was um, it was a time. Yeah. Does oh, I also suck. Sorry. Does the game still suck? No. I think well, I think it's a solid action game. I think it's racist as fuck. That's the problem with it. Ah, uh, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, no, like like the the that, tank controls really hold up quite well. I feel like I can say this with nearly ninety hours clocked in Resident Evil yes, Five. Yes, I have for, a pretty firm understanding sure. of its mechanics at this point, and I think it is a very Stockholm well made action syndrome. Yeah, I'm expecting yeah, a three thousand word thesis on Resident Evil Five on my desk on Monday, James. Oh, I was going to do that on Resident Evil Six. That's why I pledged it. Okay, oh, Lord. I'll yeah. take that. That way I don't have to write about the racial politics. Nobody wants me to do that, so. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I did was uh, I reached level 100 in the Fortnite Battle Pass and I got my Optimus Prime skin, so. Congratulations. Speaking of hours wasted, that was that. He looks so weird, all small. He's so hot. Like he, it's, it, no, like the thing is, right. I was, I, I, cause I unlocked him about 20 minutes before okay. we sat down to record. And so I did my little dance emojis. Right. And then he's doing like a little like slutty waist kind of slide back and forth to like some Ariana Grande. I'm like, I see the vision. I see where we're going with this. The gyrating of Optimus Prime. Oh no, that's, that's public. I'll, I'll do that for anybody. That's, you know, I don't, I don't care who knows about me and Optimus. <laughs> hmm. Thought, yeah, okay. Adam really okay. opened that one up for you. I saw that yeah, I bet he that did. Was on right there. Yeah, I couldn't not land that play. <laughs> Sounds like the only thing that uh, didn't get opened up. So yeah. I must. This goes honk, back honk, to Mr. your trunk. truck. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, Anna. Oh no, I just I know there's a joke in there somehow of you having sex with robots. Oh yeah. And I don't, I don't. <laughs> joke is my uh, my my game journalism career. They're talking about having sex with robots, but yeah. Oh right, no, because I thought I saw something else related to having sex with robots. Uh, oh okay, yeah. I mean, we can talk about this after the show. Okay. <laughs> don't indulge him. <laughs> I think That's he's been indulged like enough for done. one day. That's all I've Has- been playing. <laughs> Just to, otherwise, eh? just so you're aware, Zach, when when James was hosting, it was a quick hour, and so far we're 12 minutes in, 
and we've talked about public barbecues and fucking robots. <laughs> I'm not saying, welcome. not insinuating anything. I just wanted you to know. And cockatoos. And cockatoos. Mm. This I, is where the culture's heading. Yes. I have been playing uh, The Master's Pupil. Uh, you can read my review at uh, well-play.com.au. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, really lovely game. Now, I, I was looking at his socials. He's been pumping out the socials. Fantastic creator of this game, right? And some of the details in the game are only two millimetres wide. Um, that Question he... quick, very, very quickly. Who is the director, sorry, the developer of this game? I always forget how to say his last name, so I have to read it. I think it's Pat Noir. Namau. Namau, yeah. Yeah, terrible, terrible, can't read. Um, and, yeah, and he posted some content about him playing the video game with his mum, which I thought was very sweet. Because uh, she, nice. she hadn't touched a video game for 20 years. Um, oh, and he had, like, oh. a launch party and everything. It was really quite wholesome. Love that. Yeah, nice. It looks, uh, it looks beautiful. Yes. That, that artwork is very good. You've, um, you've had a couple of beautiful-looking games. With, uh, I have. Very, very beautiful Do- games Dojne, so called. far. Do- Dojgong. Oh. Yep. <laughs> See, I really need to start <laughs> playing Do- games Do- with titles I can actually say. <laughs> but, yes, uh, yeah, some so you, really you, artful yeah, so you games. You that. <clears throat> how, how long is it, roughly? Oh, if you're good, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty slow. It's probably about fifteen hours, ten hours. Fifteen hours, Jesus! Yeah. That's how long I took to to, to do it. Jesus, that was a lot of game. Yeah, imagine how long it would take um, you then, Zach. Oh my god, I know. That'd be twenty. No, because some of the puzzles uh, so you can get stuck, so then you have to reset the thing and then go back because uh, there's no dialogue or anything there's no like text or anything in the game so a, a lot of the stuff you do have to kind of like read between the lines i suppose and sort of mm. fi- f- uh, figure out through experimentation yeah nice yeah so th- so this is from an aussie developer uh, mm-hmm. and it is 21.95 on steam at the moment yeah support the aussies yep. love it support the aussies Oi, oi, oi. Good talk. So, uh, Nathan, <laughs> what, have, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, what have I been playing? I have done wrapped credits on Octopath Traveler 2. Just a pretty cosy, laid-back, not-too-involved JRPG. Guzzled away a few hours. It was fine. Like It was a good game. Um, still don't really get the hype around that series, but... You know, it, it's it's gorgeous to look at though. I'm um, still a big, big fan of the Square Enix's HD 2.5 shit that they're putting out. Uh, I think that's really neat. Cool. That's it. That is it. Jesus, uh, You're a simple man. I like it. We are going off tonight. There's a, there's a uh, lot of hours in there, but it's not a game I'm very interested in talking about. It's kind of like if if it wasn't that, I'd be doing like Sudoku or something. It's been a pretty menial week. <laughs> Mm. Adam, have I asked you? No, you'll love my answer though. So most of my week was spent uh, at the other side of the state visiting some friends and having to go into the the office to work, which I fucking hate. But outside of that, um, hanging out with my mate, we played some split screen Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, 
which was a good bit of fun playing some gun game and whatnot. Like it's good being able to to take that online. Hello, the original Hello, Modern Warfare Two, or no, the the okay. new the new Modern the Warfare Two, new not quite a remake, new version, whatever the fuck it is. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay. but had a good deal of fun with it. Haven't played a Call of Duty game in years, so I get home. I'm like, you know what? It's a fun thing to to play online. A, it's the download is disgustingly huge, but oh, yeah. grab it, download it, get through all of that. I've n- never played this game on my account before. Go to play online. It says, "Oh, sorry, you're permanently banned." <laughs> oh, like, oh, cool. Why so I promptly deleted it. And just, an- it's the second game that that's happened to me. I could not remember for the life of me what the other game was, but because I was with you with that when that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, mm. yeah, so apparently I'm I'm not going to be playing that anymore. It's just just local multi for for me with COD, but it's a good bit of fun though. The layout is fucking atrocious, like menu wise, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's nauseatingly un- unintuitive. Yeah, rough. And Jesus Christ doesn't want to sell you skins <laughs> and yeah. weapon charms and all that shit. Ugh. Nasty business. But the game itself. But... Yeah, the game itself is pretty solid. They're actually bringing Nicki Minaj into Call of Duty. Yeah, and Snoop Dogg. Why not? He's making mm. his comeback. <clears throat> Why not? Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> I have a lot of trouble with those games uh, simply because everything seems like it's the same colour. Uh, everything's like just like... like browns and their blacks and their Yeah, yeah brown, blues. black, grey, khaki. Like everything mm-hmm. seems the same colour. Um, so I've found that if the game has accessibility settings that you can um, change to uh, colour blindness mode. Mm. Um, actually, some people play in that mode all yeah. the time. So yep. that they can see you better. Um, that makes sense. Sneaky bastards. But, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Nice. Uh, I. What have you been playing, Zach? You didn't really play much, but I've been playing a game for review, which I can now talk about. I thought I'd have it finished by now, but I have not for other, because I've been just busy with other stuff. Uh, but I am reviewing, possibly, maybe, I don't know, I haven't decided yet, uh, Lunacy St. Rhodes which if you remember, it's a game that I talked about previously. It's a demo that I played, a first-person horror game that I actually wrote about a couple of years ago on the website that I was excited for. Look, sounded really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's um, okay. it's a first-person <laughs> horror game. You know, um, I, I feel like I'm using this term a lot more, and James, you'll understand why I'm saying this. Uh, a bit later, but it, it, it is what it is. Like it's a first-person horror game. It it's the same thing you've played before. It's your so you play as a guy called uh, George. I think it's, his name is George Rhodes. And you the game starts with a phone call from the local sheriff uh, of where his family home is, and he is now um, in possession of the house, right? And before he goes and meets this sheriff or whatnot, he wants to go and check out the house. But this St. Rhodes town, it's like abandoned. Anyway, so your next bit is basically you're in St. Rhodes and you kind of got to walk through this little dark foresty area and these abandoned houses and whatnot. It's kind of got like a Resident Evil Village 7 like feel to it. Like it's, you know, it's definitely riffing off those, uh, of those kind of games quite a bit. And then you get into the house and... You know, you, you explore and you discover more about your family's past and there's, you know, there's 
obviously some crazy shit's gone down in the house and then there's these ghosts that, and then they stalk you and you got to hide and you can't defend yourself and you got this stupid fucking mechanic where you get water and blood in your face and you can wipe your glasses clean or you get cobwebs in them. Why the fuck's that even in there? You can look at all these things that don't even matter. You like pick up this fucking picture of people and they're like, sweet, you put it back down and you just move on with your day. And it's just kind of boring, man. Like, and then you get to this point where I'm, I was at with the demo. I think I might've said this in the demo. You had this blue crystal, fucking blue crystals, man. Tell you what. Um, and <laughs> it, like, so yeah, I don't, it's, it makes more sense if you see it. Right. But then when you have this blue crystal, this blue crystal, you use it, you know, you hold it down the button and it shoots off this sonic wave of crystal and it identifies hidden items or in like another dimension kind of shit right um but also if you use it too much or if you use it it attracts entities and stuff like that and so you you've got that kind of tedious amount of just bullshit to deal with because you because the game wants you to use this element or this mechanic to find keys and to do this but then so there's one when there's one part of the game where you actually because I'm, I'm probably like two-thirds of the way through it right so you there's this like part where you got to go back into the town to go to a post office and then every like what feels like every in-game like 20 meters there's another entity and all and like all you have to do is just hold the button down do and like knocks them to the ground and then the thing recharges back up they get back up and they, and they walk back to you you hold the, hold it down again sends out the wave again and it kills them and off you go, like you move on, like there's no real challenge, right? Um, yeah, it's just a bit, it's just a bit shit actually. Like that's probably, you know, the nicest <laughs> thing I can say about it. Like, um, and it's, I think it's running on Uncharted 4, Uncharted 4, uh, Unreal 4. Um, and it looks a bit, a bit avo. Like it looks pretty dated. Like the house, like inside the house is not too bad. It's kind of cool in some areas. Like, you know, I do love my abandoned and decrepit, houses and shit like that but i don't know it's just it's just another first person horror game that doesn't do anything really that new or different it's a story about some fucked up shit in the family there is a kind of cool element to it like a demonic kind of element to it but it's just none of it's interesting none of it's engaging it kind of is just not that good um so that's why i'm struggling to finish it i wasn't i didn't even really want to do it to begin with um but yeah uh oh there's mannequins as well i'm yeah, watching the trailer I, now i just and, uh, i just got to the mannequins as well <laughs> yeah the mannequin, and, um, the, but they're not even like done well like there's and there's one like you know like so this game i think i'm guessing uh, like steam says i've played it for probably 12 hours now my in-game says it's maybe it's maybe about five or six i can't remember um because i you know i do that thing where you leave the game running and i go off yeah. and have dinner and whatnot um there's a part in this, like, just kind of I finished it in this middle game. Like, it's just not, like, none of it is fun. So you're in this room with these mannequins. You hold, Again, you hold down this crystal. It sends it out. And then one of the mannequins' heads, you know, light comes on this mannequin. The head falls off. Cool. Hold down again. Ooh, light falls on an icon, a different mannequin. That head falls off. Cool. Uh, do it again. Another mannequin comes on and then it transforms into, like, a ghost. And then all you got to do is hold down the thing again, being shoot them, and then it's done. But you got to do, do that like three or four times. It's just like, it's just not fun. Not a fun game. I think um, if I was to review it and put a score on it right now, probably would be a four, I would say. Yeah, that's a bit rough. 
Do we think the the horror genre needs someone to come along and do something a little bit fresh? I feel like we're we're kind of in as a genre. I think it it does it a lot where it kind of everyone decides to have the same inspiration for a couple of years and we see mm-hmm. a lot of the same thing. Like there was a lot of outlast, like jump scare streamer games that came along and then there's been this influx. Oh, slender of, likes. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, I thought outlast was very cool because it had the camera thing. Like, I thought that was a really cool mechanic. It yeah, was. You had to use the, the camera to kind of see. I have not played outlast two yet. I've, I bought it like when it came out, but it yeah. Blows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the first one is, is really cool. You know, it's, it's a cool setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and it's from memory, and I don't care about spoilers because that game's old as fuck, but if you care, look away now. But, like, <laughs> that story, you weren't – were you cooked? Like, like you weren't um, – <laughs> You were high? Like, is it like – Mentally kind of, unstable? Yeah, you know, like, what, like all these games kind of have. Kind of have. I, to be honest, I didn't pay enough attention to the. I can't remember either, but I, I feel like it wasn't, and that's why I quite, you know, I quite like about it is. I, I remember being bitterly let down by the ending, so I can't remember if that played a fact factor. There was also kind of like a meta narrative that runs between the games, but it's very loose. Mm, but it's like, um, um, Laser Fear. It's like what's that one that Adam that you played that you reviewed that I thought was absolute filth, and you gave it a decent score. Uh, Madison M. Madison. Madison. God, that was turds. Yeah, um, but that's what I mean. Like, there's there's Madison Visage. There's all these like they the the current thing is kind of the slow moving first person do fuck all, not particularly solve scary. Puzzle. Yeah, solve a puzzle. Like it's it's definitely fell into that that space where it just kind of everyone's aping each other and nothing's really happening. Like I'm, sure there are obviously Resident Evils out there kicking goals with the remakes and whatnot, but they're, you know, you're retreading ground there. I mean, they're, like they're first be... person ones though. Like I, I would say Seven was tapping into that kind of like seventies American horror kind of uh, grossness, right? Yeah. And then Village is like a whole other level of fantastical you know, sure. kind of vaguely mythological horror. Um, so I think like Capcom is pretty smartly changing it up constantly and like their, mecha- their mechanics are just solid enough that it doesn't really matter for them. But you're right. Yeah. I think broadly speaking, the kind of like double A to independent scene has been caught on that same set of influences for like five Absolutely. years now, it feels like. Um, yeah. it's, it's a real shame. Yeah. The been... wasn't that bad. I thought that game was actually pretty genuinely creepy. Like I thought that was... Visage? Yeah. Yeah, I really, I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit but it seems like there's for every good one that you kind of go oh, i've played that before but i enjoyed it there seems to be like 10 that just mm-hmm. you play and it just bounces off there's like nothing mm. nothing sticks with you so yeah i'd like that to i don't know be another double a horror developer that wants to jump in and shake things up mm. a bit another thing i don't like about the about that, like and especially with this game but this, uh, not mechanic, but this bleh in these games, it's like a, a lack of direction. Like I feel like a good game doesn't necessarily tell you where to go, but you get the feel for like what to do and where to yeah. go next, right? Whereas a lot of these games, I feel like you're just 
and this is why they get so tedious because you literally and it takes away from the horror is because you f- can't figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah, keep the yeah. same room. And then some piece of shit's following you constantly. And you're like, mate, I just want to find this fucking key to get this <laughs> fucking room. Can you just let up for like two seconds? Like, give it a yeah, give it a rest. Um, and then you end up dying a whole game, bunch. And like, yeah, the and, more you die, you, the less scary yeah. it is. It's just yeah, because because there was a I got uh, I, you know I was doing parts part like part of the story, and one of the objectives was make a pace, and I was like. What the fuck? Where am I even going to make a pace? What do I even have? Like, there's no, like, how? I actually, I, I did actually go through and look at a walkthrough because I could not figure out where the fuck to, to make this paste. And it was an, it was from an area that I'd been to, like, well earlier in the game. I'm like, how the fuck am I meant to remember to go there to make a paste? Like, shut up. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I think there's, you're, as someone who doesn't no, consume the, these kinds of games on regular, um, by the sounds of it, um, this is a really good opportunity for any indie developers to really, you know, forge themselves in the space because I think by the sounds of it, you're all like hungry for something a little bit more delicious. Um, so hopefully, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the uh, previews for the um dark web streamer game that's going to be at PAX Oz. But, I mean, that's something that's different, new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have you guys done any of the previews for it? We saw it last year at PAX and we were all pretty immediately taken by it. I think it was, like, unofficially maybe one of our games of the, the show mm. kind of thing. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, it, you can sort of see in the years since PAX, like, the, the way that game's profile has just exploded on the internet. I think it's because people are specifically hungry for something that feels different in the genre. So, mm. yeah, it, mm. I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, I yeah, sat and watched it's... Kieran Stockton play that and I had probably more fun watching him play it than... Mm like a whole lot of other games that I actually got to play there. So that says quite a lot, I think. That's great. Um, I think one of the good examples, and I'm pretty sure most people here have played it, is Soma. It's like that, um, you know, it does all this stuff, you know, then that game's quite old now, now, but the, now, now, uh, but the story is awesome. You know, that game, mm-hmm. carry, uh, sorry, that the story carried those basic and, you know, f- familiar mechanics. You know, you, you, you get chased by things. You got to hide mm. and seek. You can't defend yourself. You got to solve yeah. puzzles. But yeah. Anyway. By, by all accounts, uh, Amnesia the Bunker was pretty great. Um, I know I don't think anyone here has checked it out yet, but I am. It's on my list of things to check out before the end of the year because I've heard that they did some interesting things with the genre. Um, is that the procedurally so, generated one? Yeah, the bunker is like assembled like, from a bunch of parts, um, but they've also added like a light combat and survival sim elements. And I do think like the sim, like the um, immersive sim genre, is is probably something that the horror genre could pull on um, pretty well. Mm. Yeah, these all sound nightmarish to me. To be honest, <laughs> people just they're just weak, mate. They just. Yeah, I know. I am. Up. Like, honestly, honestly, <laughs> God, like, no, not you. Like, the characters <laughs> <Other> in these <laughs> games. Like, you go into a dark, spooky, abandoned house, like, and you just, you can't do anything. You just got to stand there and cough it from a ghost. Like, mate. Well, I want to throw something at the ghost, you know? <laughs> crack, crack a Melbourne bitter and, you know, get it up in my eyes. Give, it, give him yeah. what for. You tell him. You tell him, you Zach. Tell him. Oh, all right, let's move on from uh, from ghosts and spooky stuff. Uh, do we have anything else to share? Any shout-outs to give this week? There's one shout-out to old mate. 
Love old mate. Yep. In the dock. Let's go to the dock. Oh, love this one. Um, my good mate's Huawei. Uh, so Jordan has reviewed the Huawei FreeBuds 5i uh, and they make some cracking stuff. And he has said that if you are looking for a great set of earphones with a price that won't break the bank, look no further than the Huawei FreeBuds 5i. So these are like wireless noise cancelling earbuds, kind of like your earphones, earphones, good one, AirPods, sorry. <laughs> um, fuck, God, I can't talk. Uh, yeah. And, and Huawei makes some good, good audio gear. And they're, if you can get them at a, at a, at a good deal, like they're, it's a good deal, I would say. He knows a good deal when he sees one. <laughs> when we hear one? I do. So, yeah. I still use my uh, FreeBuds Pro. Do you still get your FreeBuds Pro 2? Yeah, quite frequently. It, yeah. uh, it's waned a little bit over time okay. in terms of like I get a couple of little software woes, connectivity woes here and there. But by and large, pretty fuck. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. damn solid. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he'll use mine all the time. So very cool. Check those out. You can read the review on the website. I think you can get them on Amazon for like one fifty nine or something like that. I think it's the price point there, which is pretty good. Uh, that's pretty much all we've got for that sort of stuff. So James, you want to take over? Actually, no, before we quickly dive into that, let's just do how much did you discuss about Twisted Metal last week? None. Nothing. Not much. Okay. So for those listening and who care, we do have a, we will have a separate podcast available now that is our review for Twisted Metal, the TV series. Do we want to give the DLC listeners anything to kind of snack on, or do you want to just nah? Fuck yeah, go listen to the for, to the VHS podcast, support the show, love I, us. I, Thank you. I guess a little con- continuity snippet as last week, uh, commenting on the first three episodes. All I really had to say was it's a series that is clearly like flawed from the outset. It's it's got some issues on its sleeve uh, in terms of it's not very visually interesting and some of its jokes miss, but it's still something I very much enjoyed. I've consumed the rest of it, and that estimation still sits about the same. I, I still enjoyed it. I still think it is largely hit and miss, but hits more often for me than misses. Uh, for me, I grew to like it more than I thought I would at the start. Um, yeah, same. Still don't think it's necessarily good, but I don't mm. think it's bad. Um, mm-hmm. Are we going mm-hmm. to get... On, on the VHS podcast, are we going to get Anna's thoughts on Twisted Metal? <laughs> Mate, I can tell you now, was she watched... <laughs> no spoilers. I just want to know if we're going to get her thoughts. I'll tell you now because it's like literally she watched fif- like fif- 15 minutes. <laughs> and uh, well, She watched half an ep. Yeah. And she was like, don't understand, it looks shit. So. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I expected. Wonderful. Uh, I, you know, she asked me what happened. I, you know, I gave her the brief. Uh, I even paused it, mate. You know, I even paused it and oh, got it up to speed. Gentlemen. And you know, ten seconds later, um, she started watching, and then was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm going to go read a book. This is, yeah. Well, you've heard, James. Where'd you land? Um, I, d- I don't think it's offensive. I, I think it's likable at times. I don't think it's good. I think it has the best soundtrack for a TV series of 2023. 
Mm. I mean, that makes let's sense. Unpack that. Let's <laughs> unpack that later. I bet we will. <laughs> There's um, the tease. Nathan, I, I imagine it must have been hard for you to find time to watch all of it, given that board game you've been playing, though, right? You wouldn't believe it, mate. I have been glued to my tabletop, just absolutely enamored with a big fucking sheet of paper. This is Micro Macro Crime City All In. This is the third game in the Micro Macro series, which popped in onto the scene uh, during the height of the pandemic. And I'm going to roundtable this discussion. It'll only be a quick one because there's not a whole heap to talk about here, but this game is super interesting. This was the just a sequel to the 2021 board game of the year. Lovely. Guys, how do we feel about... And, and Adam knows that, that this is it was going to start this way, but how do we feel about Where's Wally? Love him. Love it. Uh, yeah. Mate, I dressed Classic. up as Iconic. at a dress-up party, so get around him, I say. This might Portable. be one for you then, Zach. Who knows? Listen up, mate. Guys <laughs> in beanies and moustaches. Well, it'd probably be fair to say, though, that Wes Wally is probably not something that you would engage with now. Like, its its concept is perhaps a little bit juvenile. Find the guy, you've won, next page, find him again, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. It's not a trick old. question, bro. It's a roundtable. I'm trying I... to involve you in a discussion. I, I, look, I'd still I... get around it. Yeah, I have a six-year-old, so um, oh. she's she really likes uh, Where's Wally. But let's or say like, that someone like me was yeah. looking for like an adult version of Where's Wally. That <laughs> okay? Uh, Come on down to Crime City. All right, okay. <laughs> Should just live with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so look, the whole thing about Where's Wally is charming as he is. You find the you, you find the stripey fucker, and he doesn't really do much. And you call it a day. You turn the page. This time, you are effectively a detective. You've got 16 cases in the box. These are just little envelopes with some cards in them. On one side of the card will be a clue. On the other side, like um, some like effectively guiding you towards what that clue might be if you couldn't suss it out. So it's just a series of prompts. What you've got is a series, or rather a city, that's uh, obviously just full of crime and mishaps, but it's set on just a single sheet of paper that fills up approximately two thirds of my like eight seating eight seated dining table, like this really really big sheet of paper. That's what this is, and across it is just sprawled this kind of satellite image of this little comical city, urban sprawl with all these little denizens in it that are just kind of comical little anthropomorphic beings. They're just you know maybe some bunny ears here, a carrot nose there. Uh, just small little details to distinguish them, but they are effectively a society. So you've just got this static piece of paper, and what happens is these 16 cases are usually involving crimes of various sorts, whether it be murders, poisoning, just little misdemeanors, someone's robbed something. And you've got to effectively find the culprit or find the suspect of whatever the given crime is, and then find... Uh, some evidence of them having committed this thing as well as uh, where they've come from and where they've gone. So the whole the whole process of the crime. But the, the funny thing is, of course, is this is a static piece of paper. There is no motion. But rather you'll see the denizens pop up in different parts of this city as though they're going about certain errands. There's a little bit of imagination at play here. Uh, if I was to describe it to a board game audience, I'd, I'd probably consider it something like a hidden object game. So it's something that we've seen across the mobile phone spectrum and even on Steam and the like. So it's it's a static image with some objects and you're just trying to pick them apart. 
So in this game, you've got these hundreds of denizens and you're trying to zoom in on one that's you know, bottled a motherfucker outside of a store because he was inebriated or you've got someone that's been going for a jog and they've fallen down a manhole and then they've washed out in the ocean dead or something like that. But the funny thing is, is you've got to try and plot these routes, find out where they've come from and where they've gone. And they usually end up in some kind of pretty comical, pretty interesting mishap that's either led them to committing a crime or uh, something happened to them whilst they're fleeing a crime. So you've got this city with a lot of personality and a lot of life just emblazoned onto this one sheet of paper. And what you'll find yourself doing as you're trying to go through these cases, you can't really sit down in your chair. You're going to be up on your feet, hovering about this piece of paper, uh, trying to suss out who's done what and where. Uh, I guess to put it in another sense, uh, Adam can help me out here. You've played this, haven't you? I have played the first one. So the the original that hit shelves, I, Key and I played through that and had a, a bowler of a time. So just like just like the game that you've played, again, it's just a big sheet of paper that's a section of this city with a whole lot of crazy stuff happening. You've got some investigations, but you don't really want to spoil what these investigations are because there's 16 of them and that's what you're really paying for. So what, it, it, Matt, riff with me here, what might it, how might a case go in Crime City? I, I was thinking, for example... Uh, you, it might tell you that somebody's have, there's an ambulance to turn up at a, at, a, at a restaurant, for instance. So something's gone wrong. And the game asks you, uh, why, what, where, why has this person ended up having to, in the back of an ambulance? Yeah. I where think do you the, go from there? The, the funnest part of it is like, it often shows you the end result bef- and asks you to kind of fill what in batteries? the gaps. Yeah. Or if, okay. if it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if you, like if you find the body first, often, um, Key and I, when we were playing the the first one, we would be like halfway through reading the clue where it'll give you the the quadrant where the, the crime took place. And we've already kind of found the body and where the, the person the that did it has come from. And we were like, oh, open, shut. It was the, the bank robber looking dude with the carrot nose. But then we'd read the first clue and it would be like something or the, the, the whole case would be to find out where they lived and what the motive was. So then it would keep you hooked with trying to retrace their steps um, backwards and try to find the, the origin point of, of how it all, how it all went down. So there's, there's usually like five or six different clues that it gives you or little hints to kind of piece things together, but it gives you just enough that you want to kind of discover on your own. And it does give you the option to do it with just like one or two clues as well. At least the first one did. Yeah, yeah. So you end up filling out this entire narrative from just this this static piece of paper and these random loose events that tie together thematically because that robber that that, uh, Adam was talking about, you've seen he's got this really sus look on his face and he was, you know, clearly carrying a duffel bag and a weapon. You've followed him back two blocks to where he's hopped off a bus. You've followed the bus back to his house. You've zoomed in on on his bedroom window to find him having an argument with his spouse. It turns out that they can't pay their child's tuition effectively yeah. you've had to map out this entire story based on just this small fraction of this huge ass map that's appeared on your table it's fantastic um i don't think it's something that you necessarily need to buy but i do think it's a game that you have to play if you've had any affinity with where's wally this is the kind of more adult version you can still play it with your kids there are cases that it says on the front whether it's child friendly or not but you've got the issue where if you leave your child unattended with this for too long they're going to start like zeroing in on the alleyways and they're going to see some dude who's like cracked out in an alley with some needle sticking out of his arm and then they're going to start asking questions that you don't want to answer 
Uh, so that, that's all happening in this city and it's all very cute. So definitely play it with your kid, but a little bit of parental supervision may be advised at times, but the game does give you a bit of a heads up, but it's, it's certainly something. Uh, if you want to, if you want to test this out, if this sounds interesting, Google micro macro, there is a little digital demo that you can play in your web browser. It gives you a perfect little glimpse. Of I this. just played it. It was very good. <laughs> I had a very good time. Yeah. Excellent. And even if you like, if you're even in a store where you stumble upon it, the, the box actually has a clue, like a, a little case on it as well. So it kind of gives you. Oh, cool. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Gives yeah, you a little that's great. taster of what's to come. I, yeah. I'm, so EB, I'm glad to hear that the, the, the follow-up is good because the first one is fantastic. Yeah. Still solid stuff. EB sells this for around 60 bucks. That's, you know, that maybe is a bit pricey for a piece of paper and, and 16 little envelopes of cards. That's up to you to decide, but you should definitely at least play it. Yeah. Beauty of it as well as once you've finished it, um, if you have a, mate, a that, mate. Yeah, exactly. You can pass it around the friend group, I think is the, the best way to go about these ones. Cool. Very nice. So we'll see a review on the website at some stage. Yeah. A couple of days. Cool. Check it out if you're keen on that. Uh, what's it called again? Just Micro Macro Crime City All In. Long title there. Nice. Good stuff. Okay, let's whip it over to James and the news, who's going to go in a new direction maybe this week. Oh, I mean, news is news when you think about it. Um, so there's a uh, new Nintendo console has been rumored for a 2024 release. This is by way of Video Game Chronicle. They have reported that dev kits are apparently in the wild with Nintendo's like best partners or whatever you want to call them. Um, aiming for that 2024 release, uh, they are hoping to avoid the hardware shortages that have plagued the PlayStation and Xbox. Um, the lowdown so far seems to be that it will still be portable and still take physical games. Uh, they seem to be reverting to an LCD screen though, which I'm hoping is just a dev kit situation and the OLED is becoming standard for the actual uh, commercial product. Um, how are we feeling about this? Do we think it's time for a new Switch? Oh please, yeah. Yeah. It was time like two or three years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you just want a switch again, just the same form factor, or is there anything that you'd like to see them return to? I I do kind of miss the clamshell, even if it isn't very practical for modern gaming. Ah, oh, classic flip, though, isn't it? Flip Flip is in fashion now. Yeah, so. I think we right. So I think this is the time, and I'd indulge it. I think <laughs> if you would, a flip switch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why not? Just have a little foldable one. Hmm. That would be cool. <laughs> I'd like it to be more comfortable. Like, I yeah. know that that's kind of hard to do with the whole removable Joy-Cons thing, but I just know that I've used other handhelds that are a bit more forgiving. I found when I don't own a Switch currently, but when I did, I just kind of felt like my hands would kind of cramp up. I know that the... Mm. They're right. very much designed with kids in mind, especially with the mm. size of the buttons and the Joy-Cons and whatnot. But yeah, maybe just a bit more love in the the comfort department, I think. I know that's not the the major thing. It's more of a hardware thing that people are, are wanting mm. from it. But yeah, comfort. Comfort is key. If you're yeah. gaming on it on the regular, unfortunately, you've probably had to like dish out for aftermarket like grips mm. and stuff because it is pretty unbearable. Yeah. yeah. You can get one, Zach. Um... It's for kids, mate. What the fuck, my kid? I'll tell you what, if I have a child in the next year, I'll um, I might buy one. Um, <laughs> when 
the question I had was how powerful do you think they'll go? We're talking like PS4. <sighs> this is Nintendo, mate. Come on. The sky's I mean, the limit. up to PS4 now, right? <laughs> Especially For with like sure. a Steam Deck and, and like the, the mm. ROM yeah, well, shit on the market. That's like, what I was going to say. But how much are they? Oh, exponentially more. Obscenely um, expensive. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah. I mean, just like off, off the top of your head. Uh, like $1,200. Yeah, like yeah, over yeah. a grand. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So a uh, 64 gig Steam Deck's like eight ninety nine, I think. And mm. how much was Switch at launch or... Five fifty. So you wouldn't think they probably they probably wouldn't go too much more expensive. You know, they might go six mm. maybe. Six nine nine max. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon for yeah. a juicier uh, insight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think even that's probably tickling the high end of things because it's mm. yeah, very family in mind. Um, mm. But I'm talking like you know that that might be a what's the standard size internal on a switch? Thirty two. It's small. <laughs> Yeah. It's 16 or 32. Yeah. Like you really need the, the SD card in that you thing. You do, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, I know. Phone is oh, more bigger more. than that. Mm. Um, yeah, right. You know what yeah. you'll be able to slap eight terabytes into though? PS5. Oh, that was... <laughs> Wow! <laughs> oh, goosebumps. Uh, new new beta update has uh, dropped. Uh, this is giving new accessibility and quality of life improvements. So you're going to be able to use uh, two controller inputs for accessibility reasons, um, and they're also going to be using haptic feedback in the triggers for. Um, like menu guidance for the visually impaired, which is really cool. Um, they are expanding the memory capabilities up to eight terabytes. You can finally mute the beep or you can turn it down a little bit. So when the PS5 Hallelujah. turns on, it has a very abrupt... Uh, you could just you can cut that. Sh- yeah, do you like that, Zach? Yeah. Um, just cut that <laughs> shit out. You don't need it anymore. Um, there was a bunch of more stuff going on in there. I didn't list it all here because it's, it's way too long a list, but I think Adam has done a pretty great write-up which you can check out on the website. Um, there isn't really much to talk about here. It's just, it's cool. Uh, I'm glad they keep pushing into accessibility. And, it's, it. and there's Dolby as well. Is there? There's Dolby, Dolby? Yes. support. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hot. Thank God for muting the beep though. Fucking... Excellent stuff. <laughs> I did notice why? you're specifically highlighting that in your article. Ah, so, yeah, why do we not like the beep? It's very shrill. I don't like my... It sounds like an air conditioner. I yes. just don't like my devices to make noise. Looks like like I have everything muted <laughs> where I can. <laughs> it's, it's about as big you as I sound one, like yeah. you're in unhappy marriages. It's very shrill. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, mine just turns on. Like it just, you know, beeps, whatever, man. Mm. Zach just shows up for work. That's it. I wish it didn't annoy me, but I think it's from back when I had a PS3 because it's like the same noise from PS3 Mm. to 4 to (laughs) 5. And my PS3 had completely shit the bed and it did that awful triple beep like it was telling you there was a hardware error. Oh, right. And I think I've heard that so many times and it fucked up my gameplay so many times that I'm just kind of... Like it instantly enrages me now, so I'll be glad to see the the back end of the beep. I can I can get it if you have like your PS Five in a bedroom. I was almost gonna say bathroom uh, in a bedroom, and your yep. partner's asleep, um, or you know go, trying to go to sleep, and you fucking up for a late night sesh. Yeah, and uh, I think I even little. The, yeah, yeah I think through. I even put that in the, the article, like people who are trying to not wake up their partners rejoice because, yeah, I can see that the the mental gymnastics of do I try to play a game at the risk mm. of waking up my partner? So 
It's nice so to have the option. Just just cough. Just cough when you hit the button. <laughs> well, then you'll fucking yeah, wake them up with the cough, <laughs> you <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> you know, but you know, then then but then then they can't blame the place. Just shake them oh. awake so they're already <laughs> conscious, <laughs> and then just play your game. I don't see their face issue. with a pillow. All right, <laughs> I've got two. I've got two things That's right, just on that. Kill them. Okay. Yeah, go on. On Facebook. No, not that. Not this time. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay, so first of all, the sheer brightness on the screen would surely wake them up. Um, mm-hmm. Secondly, um, I don't know if any of you have small children, uh, but okay, so babies when <laughs> so babies when they are learning to s- to sleep. <laughs> So babies, when they're learning to sleep, right, and I I did this with my first, I didn't do it with the second because, you know, things start to go downhill once you have two. Uh, So with my first (laughs) child during the day, she would would only have like a half an hour nap at any one time. And basically what you have to do is you have to encourage them to move into the next sleep cycle so that they can have that, well, the ideal amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... The child health nurse recommended that I go, I time it. So I have a little timer. So I time, I think, I think for her sleep cycles are about 40 minutes. So at 35 minutes, I'd go in, I'd sneak up and I'd just like wiggle her a little bit. So she would stir and then like calm her a little bit. And then she'd sleep for another 40 minutes. Okay. Mm. Ah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Don't do it. It ruins like your mental health, really, because you're like constantly worried about it and you never take your child out. Um, but <laughs> if your child's not moving through sleep cycles, you can always try that. Yeah. Little, okay. Every 35 minutes, we just turn on the PlayStation 5 and, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cruisy. Something like that. It's got him, it's yeah. got him down. It uh, seems like we're probably getting another uh, Red Dead Redemption. Not a Red Dead Redemption 3, though. This will be a remaster, remake of some sort. Uh, Twitter user Tez2 has noticed that the uh, Rockstar has updated their website uh, with included references to uh, uh, a new listing that they've put as Rockstar Games Presents Red Dead Redemption. It has a new logo. Um, it is a separate listing from the original game, though, and so that's why it's sort of like raised a red flag here. Um, there are new platform tags and listings on there as well. This follows a Korean ratings board listing for the game, which happened earlier this year. Um, would you play this? Is it is it time to go back to Red Dead Redemption? <clears throat> I've not played the first one, so maybe, oh, but I thought the perfect. long one, the long one, the first one, fuck me. The second one was long and drawn out and I kind of hated the, it. The second one's um, super indulgent compared to the first. The first is more your typical GTA that's true. experience. It's quite pacey. Look, I, think- I, I know I saw James's hand. I saw it on just James's head throwback here because <laughs> what's that about, brother? No, I, I, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is like outstanding. I think it's a, I, a very, very I think good it's game. A, amazing like i think i've said this before maybe before you even joined because i've played it for a couple of years but when oh, i okay. first played it i was like that game is like the craftsmanship of that game is phenomenal like mm-hmm. the, the way that game is made and how the animations and everything just works and so just everything is just mm. it's insanely how good that game is it's just a bit fucking long and there's just uh, yeah. too much writing between here and there, and I just get bored with that shit. Same re- the reason why I get bored in GTA, you know. It's, mm-hmm. um, and I thought yeah. the ending was just, like, I liked the ending. I didn't want to play the game for another fucking six hours after that, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. The the like, epilogue was a bit 
It's just it's like just to, more game. You know, like to me, sell. I mean, yes, it's good that they included it in the base game, but sell that to me as a fucking DLC or mm-hmm. release it as a free DLC or something else or just yeah, so you can ignore it. Yeah, <laughs> which is also to let that ending sit for a bit. You know, I think the end of Arthur's story is is pretty pointed. Yeah, um, it just kind of just ends and then they they move on to mm. old mate. Anyway, yeah, but yes, caring about uh, yes, I would maybe play it depending on if I got time and whatnot. Mm. That's fair. I think it makes other- sense, like chronologically. Chronologically, if people have jumped on from Red Dead Two and they've never played the original Red Dead, like it, it does make some some level of sense to have it like an updated version of it. And it has been, yeah, like you said, quite a while. I don't know if mm. I'd play it personally, but I definitely get it. Yeah, I'm down. Mm. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising flies too close to the sun. I had to read that out because I was really proud of it. Um, But (laughs) Ubisoft (laughs) Ubisoft has uh, reportedly cancelled a planned sequel to Immortals Phoenix Rising. This was uh, Ubisoft Quebec. Uh, They were on the title, but it was cancelled because of, and I quote, perceived challenges around establishing the IP. Um, did, Did we play this? I know that we gave yeah. it a nine, I believe, in our review. Yeah. But KV was Oof. he fanged it. Uh, that is it big okay. time. Um, okay, didn't play it. Not my kind of thing. Um, yeah, but it's uh, disappointing that a big studio like that would just. I think I even might, this might have been like the tagline for it or whatever, but like just too hard basket. Like, mm. uh, who cares about putting in the effort to kind of make this work? Fuck it. Yeah, let's just make an, let's just make another Assassin's Creed. With, I mean, I think Ubisoft is doing a pretty hard pivot to established IP and very safe bets. And so it's, it's all well, Star say, Wars, think, Assassin's Creed and, yeah. you know, it's, and I mean, I don't love that, um, you know, cause it would just be good. Like you said, for them to take some more chances. Um, I assume that, um, what was that, uh, chick, that sci-fi game, the one with the chick and the aliens, uh, beyond beyond good and evil. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I saw some people like kind of speculating that that became star Wars outlaws or whatever that uh, new game is called. Um, and I can sort of see a bit of that connected DNA there. And I just, yeah, like I don't think they make bad games. I just want to see them doing those sort of staples in, in new worlds. Mm. I mean, yeah, like we're getting skull and bones maybe. Oh, well, which is essentially Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yes. Yeah. Um, on the boat the entire time. That's, I mean, what so more could you It's want? half of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Half of um, that game a decade later. Disappointing, I think, for uh, yeah, for the industry, if you want to call it that. I think we've become too... Um, Complacent. Sequelized. That's not even a word, but like, you know, mm. too busy about sequels, not enough... And this is a problem with what we were kind of speaking to a couple of weeks ago about budgets for games just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it's becoming yeah. harder for studios to take these risks and not to kind of go back into this, but that's why I think Game Pass is good for studios uh, for like um, with Xbox because mm-hmm. they know that they're not selling these games, they're selling a subscription, so maybe they're profits are not as high but so they can take these more riskier kind of uh games like pentiment and, and that and the hi-fi rushes and stuff and you know not having to worry about copies sold kind of thing um yeah but yeah mm. shout outs 
Shoutouts indeed. Um, PAX Australia has announced the winners of the Indie Showcase. Um, this is being helmed, by, well, led by friend of the show, Dark Web Streamer. Very exciting, you know, flowers all around. Um, we've also got Copycat, Crash Course Builder, The Drifter, The Dungeon Experience, and Primordial Woo. Legends Hollow Hero. That Woo. one is a bit of a surprise. I, I think based on the the conversations we had last year about where that game was at, I, I am excited to see them get a chance to really refine that thing and show it off. Um, over in the tabletop section as well, we also have Alien Frenzy, Boba Master, Kingless Festival of Explosions, and Saltfish and Almanacs, which is an incredible title. Um, tabletop lads first. Do any of those names mean anything to you? Um, yes. Big shout outs. Big shout outs first, surely. Two of them boys. Um, Kingless is designed by a Hobart team. So nice and hey. nice and close to home for me. Um, I actually did a review of, this is an expansion um, that's that's part of PAX Oz, um, the Festival Explosions. I did a review last year, year before on the base game. Um, yeah, it's a very a quick, yeah, quick and easy little pick up and play card game that I really, really enjoyed. So it's good to see that it got enough exposure and enough people behind it to... Um, warrant an expansion and the expansion looks like a great deal of fun i had a, a chat to some of those guys last year at pax uh when they were in the early stages of designing it so it's good to see that coming to to fruition um boba master as well is another cool or another cute little looking card game um that's by quokka games which i think they're based in victoria um they released a couple of years ago, I think 2021 or 2022 Yumcha, which is another little kind of mm. matching card game, which I bought for key last time, last year at PAX. Uh, and Boba Master looks like another game similar to that. Um, that's just a, a nice little easy pick up and play party game. So both of those very keen for particularly Kingless because those folks are great at 219. Cool. When's the last mm. time you played Kingless? couple weeks ago i get it out pretty frequently it's a it's a good it's a good little um, good little party starter yeah fuck you mate i see what you're up to i always try and trip you up keep on your toes you know absolutely <laughs> um, zach you must be excited for the drifter right that looks like fuck it's oath, mate. right that up your alley the tits absolutely looks so good um very very excited for that cool yeah good good me too. Um, Point and click. It's uh, power hoof, I think. There you go. Yeah. Pixel art. Point and crime, click. Crime I think noir. it's like a, it's almost like, is it? Because they're, they're doing two games. Uh, power hoof, uh, I think. Is this is the horror-y one, I think? Or is that the other one? Well, they're both horror. Who knows? Um, but. What's the other one? Looks, is that the clown one? No, the other one is. Well, Zach figures that out. Rhiannon, is there anything here that jumps out at you? I know, like, you did the write-up on this. Um, I did. Did you spot anything that you're interested in? Uh, so I, I've i really been invested in the journey of Primordial's Legend. Uh, the 
The Combat Wombat is definitely yeah. a fave of mine um, and they have come so far. I was lucky enough to have a hands-on preview uh, there with it. It felt really good. It feels like the gameplay, I don't know if you guys got a chance to check it out, but it feels very God of War-like, uh, which I'm really digging. So, And honestly, the artwork behind it is fantastic. Um, and I lo- they released a new uh, trailer about um, the law behind it, which I thought was a lot stronger than their first one. Uh, so hopefully that brings um, a few more people around because they did have a, um, uh, oh gosh, a go- like a Kickstarter, I think, or what is it called? Yeah. Uh, oh, Kickstarter I- sounds right. Yeah, and yep. you sort of and you pledge money mm-hmm. um, and you can be like one of the first to get one of the collector's editions. I pledged. Uh, for the collector's edition, but unfortunately it didn't go through. They didn't get enough. Um, so hopefully them showcasing again this year, uh, they can come in a lot stronger uh, and get some more fans because I am definitely one of them. Quick question. Do, do you know or do we know if they would like to try crowdfunding again? Like go back to the table, take another, take another swing? Um, um, I still chat to one of the guys every now and again. Um, because this game is like a side gig. It's not like a full-time, yeah. it's, not, it's right. not their full-time gig. I think if they got crowdfunded, it was going to be a um, their primary gig. I, yeah. Uh, I recall asking them, but I don't, I know they were trying to get publisher, like, you know, they were trying to get, they were talking to that, um, you know, crowd of people. Uh, I'm in but, the Discord for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, nothing has been said about making another another one. Um, yeah, it's um, it they've got like a really that. strong team and they've got a really talented team. Like some of their their team can work so well in um, Unreal Engine, and um, it it really does show. And they've worked on other projects as well. Um, yeah, hope hopefully they can maybe after packs they'll probably reassess and see if they can crowdfund mm. again. Be the time to do it. Yeah, was just, yeah, just ever so briefly curious because as I could know from the Made in Australia's hitting up yeah. a crowdfunding campaign, it's actually a, quite a big job. Yeah, it is. And um, there's a little bit of um, stigma with a, with a failed campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. I don't yeah, think, okay. I think they would, they, like, they would probably admit that their campaign maybe wasn't that great. I don't yeah. And being, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I think the, the you, uh, did did they have a demo? Yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I, but Look, I don't I, think when they first when they first put the crowdfunding out, I think that they had a weaker uh, like uh, proof of the game. Yeah. Um, it so was a little, little bit more loose. Demo. That's one thing I've definitely heard from a lot of people is if if you don't have a demo, then you're making it a lot harder. Yeah. On yourself, and your demo has to be good, and not to be you know uh the devil's advocate here but i wasn't overly impressed with that demo at pax i think the vision is there i think if mm. they get the crowdfunding and they get put the work behind it but i thought uh and i definitely agree with the uh, god of war comparisons but i thought the controls were pretty unplayable um yeah i, th- I felt like it was quite floaty 
Um, yeah, I did find that with, there was a there was a section where you had to jump from the mm. rock pillars. Like mm, I, yeah. I fell down so many times, it was actually quite embarrassing. And I was like, I don't think it's me at this point. <laughs> um, no, and and that's just you know that's just where the game. But was that at. was the feedback. To, that's not to take you know. anything away from the game. I think yeah. it's a super cool premise, and I hope that, that it does land somewhere strong with money behind it. Because you're right, like we don't have enough of those kind of games. In Australia, we have a very um, uh, creative output mm. here. Like we get unique and wacky and awesome games, but we don't have like that kind of visual, uh, you know, games that are aiming for that level of like cinematic action experience. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, ju- I just um, and love... playing as a fucking wombat like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just um, love mixing um, Australian. Uh, native animals into sort of a Agreed, mytholo- yeah. mythological setting. Yeah, cool I think ass. I think it's so good, and I I really hope they do get the funding that they need to get this off the ground. Sure. Yeah. Did they um did they just quickly because I think we spoke about it, did, they, did they tell you about how they couldn't call it combat wombat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that but was, I that was I quite... like it. Uh, Hollow Hero. Uh, I, I think That's I like best. it better. It wasn't until you folks a few minutes back or at the start of that chat mentioned Wombat Combat that I was like, oh, it's that game. Yeah, see, yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. it's that uh, Untitled Goose Game thing, right? Where like, mm. I don't yeah. know if it was if, if it was all just marketing to begin with where they were like, no, no, we'll change the name. It's called Untitled Goose Game. And then the name just stuck, right? And everyone mm. just knew it as that. So it's like, well, why would you change it at that point? For like Combat Wombat, you probably wouldn't call it Combat Wombat, but that's very like... Again, it's like, you know, like yeah, like as yeah. Nathan said, like you know what that game is. If I yeah. say Hollow Hero, yeah, I had no clue. I, yeah, see what I mean? Um, yeah, but they can't call name, it that. Oh no, they, correct. Yeah. And, that, and that's the that, that's the annoying thing. But mm. um, but yeah, Powerhoof. Uh, sorry, the Drifter. To go back to that quickly, um, Acid Knife is the other game that they're doing. Um, and this is a. Uh, I'm just going to read it from Steam. Uh, Battle Death Centipedes in the Melting psych- uh, Psychedelic Void. Uh, not the game I thought it was, but uh, the Drifter is a pulp adventure thriller. This is the game I thought it was. It's not a uh, horror game, but yeah, it's a where you uh, a Drifter murdered finds himself alive again seconds before his death, st- struggling to maintain his sanity. Can he unravel the conspiracy surrounding his condition and those who are hunting him? Yeah, looks very cool. cool. Does yeah. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Dungeon Experience by Bone Assembly. This yeah. thing looks absolutely fucking cooked. Uh, I, I cannot <laughs> wait to get hands on with this. And that, um, that's um, Jacob, isn't it? Jacob, yep. Gen- 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 yeah. He mm-hmm. takes again, like he like just goes back to what I said. They just fucking make some yeah the big wacky shit. Like agreed. Like how do they even come up with these ideas? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> have you seen the Seinfeld thing? No. That he did? Yes. The point-click Seinfeld game? Yeah. Well, it was a... Sounds amazing. Like a... What do you call it? Like a pitch? Yeah. Check mm. it out. It's, it's, it's a playable pitch. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and obviously Darkwood Streamer, we we will continue to talk about that game forever. So let's just uh, <laughs> move on for now. I'm sure we'll come back to that at PAX time. Um, just some other rapid fire news bits I've got down here. Final Fantasy 14 is getting a new expansion in Dawn Trail. It looks like you're going to be going on a boat, going to a place. Looks cool. I never finished End, uh, Endwalker, so I'm a little out of the loop. No, I haven't either. That, but yeah. yeah um, so and it's, it's also coming to... Skull and Bones. 
Well, sh- sure, if that helps. Um, and also coming to Xbox, which is actually a pretty massive swing for Xbox to have landed that game. Um, I think it's done very well for itself on PlayStation and obviously the you know brand synonymous with PlayStation Final Fantasy. I think getting it over to Xbox is um, you know, pretty pretty good start for them, I guess. Yes. He looks so chuffed There's on There's more st- money for Big Square in it, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's Big Square. They looked so happy on stage, but like. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, how could you not? It's it's a whole new subscriber base you can tap into. Um, I think yeah. it obviously doesn't hurt Microsoft's relations with um, Japanese publishers and whatnot. So um, AC Mirage, I know we talked about Ubisoft before, but apparently it's only going to be about 20 hours. They're, they're really saying, I think, everything that people want to hear about this one. Um, does anyone, I mean, I know Zach is vaguely keen on this. Is anyone else interested? I've always enjoyed my annual Assassin's Creed's until Valhalla that was a little bit of a sour note for me mm-hmm. so I'm on board you know I'll be here every year uh I'm, we've been waiting for this you know it's been a couple of years in the making we'll get in the manually it's been what two three years since Valhalla yeah, it's been a few it's been a while. I um I loved Valhalla but that came I didn't play Odyssey nor did I play Origins so it I was loved oh, those two. Origins is so good yeah it's I was sublime I was very fresh to the like the RPG take on Assassin's Creed, and I think that certainly helped. Um, and it was before I got burnt out on the giant open world approach to to yeah. games. So yeah, I'll I'll certainly be giving it a a look because I definitely enjoy Assassin's Creed one through Revelations, I suppose, up to oh, Black Flag, obviously. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm keen for a, a stripped back. Fuck off, Zach, with you. Eat yourself. <laughs> Can I quick ask? Yeah. Okay. Does anyone have a favourite Assassin's Creed? Not Black Flag, I can tell you that much. Yeah, I'm, I'm not keen the on it either. should be fucking put out in the sunk. It probably is Origins. Origins? Yeah. Oh, or, Origins or 2, but 2 is a lot of nostalgia tied up in that, so I haven't revisited that game in forever, but I, I think thought, Origins yeah, is 2 needs some improvements. Remarkable. I thought Origins was the story and the characters were, for, again, amazing. I hated the progression. It was very mm. it, That's not the best part of it, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Syndicate would be the answer for me. Ooh, Brotherhood for me. Okay. Rihanna? Interesting picks. Yeah. Um, I've never completed an Assassin's Creed game. Also valid. Did any of them click for you? Yeah. Um, I think it just became popular at a time where I wasn't really gaming that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, yeah, and I feel like the franchise has grown so much and I've kind of not, I'm really not sure where to start. If yeah, I was to get into where it, where do you dip a towel in? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a little a origins. Good little, good little segue. Um, I was having a chat with a guy at work yesterday, and we were talking about if they remade like one of the games to 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 uh, you know bring those old games up to mm-hmm. speed. Which one would they do first? Do you reckon they would actually go down the path number one and then go from you know one to it, or would they do two first? Do you reckon? I think they'd do two. Yeah. yeah. The, the brand I think they should do them. one. One's a proof of concept. Yeah. I, I think mean, it if, seems if, like... Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, if any of them need an update, one is definitely it. I think two definitely, f- like, it has aged, don't get me wrong, but I feel like if you're going to put the effort into it, I think one would be but an interesting bit... place I, to start. I get the impression that Mirage is the one proof of concept it, made, yeah, that's what I thought made true, though. Very much, so yeah. it does seem like, uh, Rhiannon, you know, if you were looking for a chance to jump in, like, I think this is really early in the timeline as well. So 
Um, yeah. Not that the timeline fucking matters all that much. Yeah, it's Assassin's yeah. Creed, but... <laughs> is Mirage, yeah. remind me, James, is Mirage linked to Origins? Is there characters from Mirage and Origins? No, or am I making that to, up? Um, linked to Valhalla. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so which okay. one's linked to Mirage? Uh, sorry, to Origins or none? Origins is canonically the standalone thing. Yeah. Who was, who's the dude um, from Origins? Bayek. Yeah, I thought there was something to do with... No, maybe not. Maybe I'm just fucking got no idea. They all bleed together. That's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about there's, it. There's, there's really oh. nothing to be gained from trying to follow them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just Great. thought one of the new games would some, was something to do with... Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Oh, no, I think you're, you're probably right. But so no, which, what am I starting with again? <laughs> Mirage, maybe. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how we go in a few months when it drops. All right. All it, look, right. it looks glorious and they've got some fantastic people doing the voices. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to hearing that. Agreed. Uh, this final one is, is pretty much just for me and the Star Wars lads on the show, but uh, Donald Glover is apparently writing the Lando series. That thing is not dead and hey. they are getting him to write it, which is a huge Donald Glover. Swing. Yeah. Wait, no, that's Danny. No, 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 that's Danny, mate. Wow. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway, yeah. So, look, I, I, I imagine that they've probably Both looked at D-Gloves? the success. Come on. Of, <laughs> they've looked at the success of Andor and realized that probably having creators with a vision behind the script is maybe what Star Wars needs for its TV shows. Um, and, you know, Glover's a really <laughs> terrific writer, so... Uh, Nathan, how are you feeling about this? Oh, I think I think it's brilliant. Um, I was always like having now seen Clone Wars. Uh, I've always been a little bit hurt that we didn't get to see what the Darth Maul reveal at the end of. Mm. Yes. Mm. Oh, you, you can spoil Solo. Nobody cares. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think most people only made about halfway through that film anyway. But I was I, I did enjoy that little last little tease nugget. I, mm-hmm. I always hoped we get to see where that went. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Adam, do you have any feelings on this? Love it. I cannot wait to see what he does with with Lando. I think that'll be fantastic. I've been a little bit lukewarm on a lot of other Disney products as of late, mm. more so of the, the oh, MCU yeah. ilk. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think he's brilliant. I think he's, like, one of the most talented motherfuckers going in kind of mm-hmm. anything he puts his mind to, whether it be acting, music, doesn't matter, writing, he's, yeah, I think he's fantastic. So very keen to see what he does with it. Agreed. Agreed. And that's the news. Um, woo. There is, I, I don't think we mentioned it, but we're talking about Disney and all that, mm. Chaz. Australia is no longer getting any more Disney DVDs, physical Fuck releases. Disney, physical releases, general. yep. Uh, so yeah, the last one will be the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. How do we feel? How do we feel about that? Those supermarket Shit. DVD shelves are going to shrink even. <laughs> yeah, that was my first thought. <laughs> I was like, "What is what's Coles going to do? <laughs> what are they going to do?" I think there are oh, lo- so lots good. of people who still buy physical media like that, though. I know mm. that um, someone that I work with is spewing. Yeah. Uh, and I think Bid, uh, Big, Big Bud Water, I think he yeah. is gutted as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and, like, yeah, yeah, it's shit. Yeah, it is. there's the business behind it as well of like the streaming residuals not being a thing, which is what the whole strike at the moment is sort of like pinning around, I think. And so I think that mm. this is another way for them to just fuck over both consumer and creator. You know, it's it's shit. 
Mm. It feels a little bit gross as well for a company who is so dependent on a young market, like people mm. who have kids. And I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just because when I was a kid, physical media was kind of, I don't know, the only media, I guess. But like, surely that would still be, surely there's still a market for physical media within like a family demographic. It just, yeah. Being um, like, ha- maybe, maybe their iPad's taken over. Yeah. Maybe, I, but like having worked at EB for years upon years, like that was, you see families come in and, you know, go to the pre-owned games and buy a, a bunch of cheap games because they have kids and you can't do that with, you can't do that as easily with digital media. So it just, I don't know. It feels a bit, feels a bit weird. It's also like a, a, the thing that we've spoken about in games, like the preservation as well. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once, yeah. once a show or a, what, or a film or whatever fucks off of Disney plus. Mm. And that's yeah. another yeah. thing too. Yeah. Mm. Rihanna, I was going to ask like, you, you're the one here with like with the, a family yeah. setup going on. Like, do you guys find that you stream more often than not? Or Yeah. So my kids have never put a DVD into anything and played it. Um, I know, I know, it's wild. Uh, however, I, I, yeah, because it's just, honestly, they get scratched. Kids are rough with things. Um, you know, uh, look, the, the main lineup of Disney DVDs are, what, $8 each, I think, which, you know, isn't much, but the fact of the matter is one scratch can make a disc unreadable. So I think, I think probably from that side of things, probably not it's not a big deal however I personally don't like the idea that I won't be able to see this stuff anymore if I stop paying for something um so that part has irked me um I would hate to think that things that I cherished in my childhood my you know my grandchildren won't be able to see because it's behind a paywall and they can just pull it at any time um, so yeah, I have, um, I, I'm, I'm going to admit it now. I've spent a couple of hundred dollars obtaining some of the, my most favorite, uh, Disney titles, uh, because I personally just don't, I don't want to risk it. Um, and, and I, I will skyrocket once this, uh, officially sort of rolls into effect, like that, that third party is going to yeah. be a, a disaster. So and I yeah. think um, Australia is always the like the guinea pig, right? <laughs> Which is like, the beginning. Yeah, like uh, you talk about, you know, about the kids and stuff, but fuck the kids. Um, you know, I'm talking about <laughs> no, people who maybe not want to buy, you know, uh, who buy these DVDs yeah. and Blu-rays for your special features, for your behind the things, your commentary yeah. things, right? Yeah. Where do you get that now? You you can't get that. Can you get that? I don't know. Is that well, a thing? Dis- Disney Plus has really pushed pushed the envelope, but the competitors, nah, nah. Um, but, uh, but you have to remember, like, you know, like Disney owns a lot of things of now as well. Blu-ray. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, the ownership point that Rihanna brings up, I think, is really interesting as well because, like, while this company has absorbed everything around it and then decided none of this gets released now, um, like yeah. that is that's fucked. Um, so it's like anything that's on Star, for example, so Grey's mm-hmm. Anatomy, you know, you, 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 I don't know if you're a Kardashian watcher and all that kind of stuff. People do Dances. buy those DVDs. Uh, 
<laughs> people do buy those DVDs because they really love it. Um, and yeah, I look, there, there, there is that market out there for people. There are adults like my, like I have like Marvel, like I, I, lo- I like the Marvel films. Um, yeah, and they do have those special those special features and stuff like that. Um, there's also the other side to it as well where um, keeping the um, animated integrity of uh, cartoons. So if you are a, you know, s- uh, animation f- uh, fanatic uh, and, you know, you like to res- uh, preserve uh, animation, uh, in its historical form. So, like, for example, the Beauty and the Beast that I watched when I was a kid is not the one that you can stream on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know this until recently. Someone on Instagram um, was telling me about it and I was like, really? And then they said, yeah, and they showed me the DVD that's the closest to the VHS. And I, I actually went on eBay and I bought it for $10 um, because I was like, I, I, I literally, I want to be able to see the difference there. So there is there is a market there. But, mm. you know, it's not something we can really I, control, is it? I also wonder, and, and you might have said this before, um, but what if this is going to be like Apple with the, the headphone jack, right? You know, we're, we're mm. going to get companies that go, oh, look at us. Well, you can still buy our DVDs like what Google did or Samsung or someone. And then a year later, bang, you know, they're all they're all getting rid of physical media kind of thing. But it's only yeah. here, right? Like I haven't yeah. read the full Disney shit, but it's only in America. Uh, in Australia, you can it's still only buy Australia. it. In. So if yeah, you have look, like a universal or a region-free Blu-ray player, in theory, yeah. you can. You, yeah, you just pay the cost of the Blu-ray again in shipping, and you're good to go. I think yeah, through, that's what I was about. So you'd be paying a in. premium. Through Amazon's not sure. too bad though. If you got Prime, surely. Mm. Yeah. You get, yeah, they do have eBay Prime. Will hurt, yeah. Yeah. But oh, also, no, also, no. I think it also impacts like local retailers too. Though, just I think that's yeah. that's a not that I would you know JB probably not overly too fussed about that side of you know their business because that's probably mm. not something that, that they make a lot of. I don't money know from. what percentage yeah, do you think it makes up huge. of? Yeah, yeah, but a lot of stores have stopped doing it though, as well. Mm. So, so a lot of stores about, have stopped carrying that, that stuff. But anyway, what about did, what about music? There'd be no there'd be CDs as well, would it? Yeah. For Disney, mm. I don't know, mm. um, maybe. But uh, all right, let's let's push on to the off topics because we've got we to wrap it up. Uh, off topics. I speaking See. of films, I saw Oppenheimer. <gasps> uh, okay, who, who else here has seen it? I'm seeing it on Friday. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm seeing it early next week as well. Good, well, could- interesting, <laughs> boring, too long. That would that would be my summary. I liked it. Wouldn't watch it again. Um, reckon they can shave half an hour off that film. Okay. Um, but yeah, but good. Very, very well acted, and I quite enjoyed it. Very is interesting it, film. Is it very keen? A bit too historical, do you think? Like there was maybe it's, there's a lot of. It's essentially it's it, it is like one of those dramatizations um, for like a documentary, but like a very okay. good one. Like you know, um, I feel. I don't know how much of it is actually embellished and whatnot, you know, not really knowing the story. Yeah, it wasn't based on a biography. It was based mm. on some other dude's, like, interpretation of, like, fictionalisation of this dude's life. Yeah. Fictionalised. And the e- I thought the yeah. ending was abrupt. That's that's all I'm going to say hmm. like, about that. And, and you'll understand, like, when you see it, it's not like the a bomb story. goes off. Yeah. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> Credit roll. Yes. But, uh, that's what you came to yep, see. Yep. The other day I went and saw Talk to Me. Oh. oh this, is, this is actually pretty high up on the radar. Awesome. Yeah, okay. That was I'd give that a nine, I reckon. I'm gonna uh, hate it. Uh, <laughs> and Anna was genuinely spooked by it. We Ooh. like we watch a lot of horror films and we find them or I find them quite shit most of the time. Uh, she often regrets the choice, but uh, no, I was like, let's let's go check this out, and it was excellent. South Australian made film, so shouts to James's neck of the woods. Hey. I always find and it that's strange. Much my my off topics. To uh, to see Australians or hear Australians talk in Australian <laughs> accent in films. <laughs> Um, I don't know if anyone else feels that way. I feel no, like I it takes... It's weird. it's weird at first. Okay. Like, so when they first start talking, you go, oh, they're... Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Look at these token Aussies. Uh, and then you kind of, yeah, you, know, you just get used to it kind of thing. But but yes, okay. I, I, I agree. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I guess Australian film has always been a little bit, um, you know, niche. Ben Mendelsohn. At times, yeah. So, <laughs> and then and then we have you know very prominent Australian actors like you know Margot Robbie who go about their day talking in films in American accent. So it's um yeah I find it a little bit jarring sometimes when when I do hear Australians talk in the accent. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Mm. But that's that's my little tidbit on that. I I was invited to see that movie, um, but I refused because it's too scary. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'd say it's scary, but it's creepy. Yeah. Guess the heebie-jeebies. Mm. For uh, sure. I saw a film. One, one, yes. Sorry, just very quickly, one for Nathan before Adam jumps in. Finish the Revolution book. If you want to read it, let me know. It's very good. It's very interesting. Revolution Software, the guy, one of the co-founders. Oh, of talks course, about yes. That. Um, so, yeah. Good read for anyone who's interested in video game design books and that stuff, but... Adam, please tell me, what did you watch? I saw Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, oh. part one. The okay. movie with a never-ending nice. title. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a good Mission Impossible movie that goes for two hours and 43 <laughs> fucking minutes. Oh, my days. That is That's too far long. too long. That's too long. It, it's an action film, and it's a pretty like standard action film that is too mm-hmm. fucking long for an action film. Like okay. I, they, they do a, a few really cool, like there's a, a cool car chase. There's a cool, like very uncharted esque train sequence, but every one of the action sequences, I was like checking the watch being like, Just hang, hang, hanging off the side of the train for too long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like for is, real. Yeah. <laughs> there's a direct, there's a director's cut. Mm. It goes longer. Oh my! No, is it just the same fucking film? Because it doesn't feel like Uh, they cut anything. I I I know specifically that they cut a lot out of the that the car chase so much so that some of the editing when I was watching the cinema I was like, oh shit! It goes for like twenty minutes, dude. Yeah, Yeah, like how apparently. It's cut better when it's longer, so there you go. See, it, it was weird because, like, I, I found that, like, uh, okay, so Fallout, <laughs> right, and, and Macquarie and Cruise, like, I feel like they made a really 
perfectly tight action movie there. And then this one comes along, and despite being a part one, and obviously they've cut the film in half, it was just so fucking long. And as those action sequences go on, I feel like they got sloppier as well. Um, Absolutely, You need to get in and out. Like, hit me with a good punch and then move on to the next thing. Um, I thought the airport was the only perfectly paced part of the movie. Yes, the airport was really good. Yeah, loved it. But then, yeah, the car chase, half of it amazing, half of it was sloppy. And the train... They crashed a real train. I thought it looked like CGI. I, I don't know what was going on with that whole situation, but didn't love it. But yeah. The um, the train trains. thing just like they literally went from cart, like train car to yeah. train car. <laughs> and it <laughs> felt like it was all like 24 cars. Yeah. You just need to go. <laughs> I was like, they are taking the piss. You know? Yes. It's a fast and furious yeah. train. It never ends. <laughs> just quick. Yeah. But way too fucking long. Um, I, I mean, I'll see part two. Oh, because absolutely. Yeah. Can't leave you it. You still had a one. good time, right? I did have a I good time. just asked a lot all of you. All in all, I had a good time. But yeah, Jesus Christ, it could have been like half the length and I probably I, would have enjoyed it more. I, I saw a video um, and I, I know Tom Cruise is a particularly well, well-skilled well actor uh, in regards to he can fly all the vehicles mm-hmm. he, and he does a lot of his own stunts. And there was the one with the, the plane taking off and he's like hanging off the side of it. He actually did yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you about life. it too. Oh, yeah. yeah, he fucking milked that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I think that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you'll be fucking telling us next, next Tuesday, you dog. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who are you I'm calling a dog? Court, three o'clock. Nathan, don't mess worry. With, <laughs> yeah. Mess with my boy Tommy. Oh, Mate, and he's uh, one front uh, tooth. Us five footers are going to stick together, brother. So. Oh, I wasn't Aww. gonna. I wasn't gonna. Look, short kings represent. You know what I mean. <laughs> nice save. Um, <laughs> I watched Resident Evil Death Island, the new CGI oh, Resident Evil film. Is it good? Um, was it dog shit? It was okay. It, it was. Oh. It, it was okay. It, it does it some pretty shit. rudimentary character work around Jill uh, that I found watchable. Uh, I thought the action was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, I liked the villain. Like, it wasn't amazing, but it was a decent time as a Resident Evil fan. Yeah, nice. Mm. You're not selling yeah. it, but all right. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I got the other pre, uh, the previous two on Blu-ray. Oh, okay, well, hey, there you go. I haven't seen those there two, you actually. So You call yourself a fan, you dirty dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to tell you, you've just reminded me, is that I've actually, because I was going to, I want to go see part six, uh, part six. Mission Impossible Six, but mm-hmm. Anna's not seen them, so we're going through the films. Ooh. What do you reckon she? What do you, What do you reckon she thinks so far? We've seen two. Oh, oh as she, as she's seen two. two. She's not going back. Yeah, as in as in one and two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think she would two. have had a fine time with one and hated two. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. Got Every, it. T- Got it. Too much short. I love to. I saw that film I think, <sighs> when I was a kid, like three times at the cinema. I was so much in <laughs> that love with. That explains so much about you, actually. Old mate, <laughs> old mate, Tandy or Thandy, have you seen? Thandy. Oh, I, she's I still, great. I still have a big crush on her, man. Who doesn't? If, mate, yeah. it, if Thandy's listening, I'm sure she is. She's a big fan of the podcast. But if you want to have drinks at PAX, just let me know. Anna's busy. We'll, um, we'll make work. <laughs> <laughs> is that your hall pass, is it? No. Nah. Oh, you got a different one. <laughs> No, That's my struts the holes without pass. it. You know he's. No, but yeah, has that no open stores? You wouldn't believe. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All he does is smile. That guy. Yeah, it's smile, weird. Though. First one. Imagine one's being a lot of fun, happy. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so now it's a bit of a it's a bit of a challenge to try and get it to watch the third. Anyway, look, I, um, if it helps, like three is I think the most palatable to like an average audience goer. Like it's a J.J. Abrams movie. It's it's fun. You should tell her yeah. about that because she she wants to know more about James. She keeps really? asking about you. Okay, She's interesting. Like, She's like when James yeah. when's James coming down? You know. Ah. Oh. All this about James, I fucking visit and she ghosts me the entire time. I yeah, see how like it is. You should have come to Don Brocco, bro. You should have come to Don Brocco. That yeah. was your way in. It was. You can never go back. You can't be part way of the Way into what, Brocco exactly? Now. That's it. <laughs> um, Nathan, um, have you watched anything? Sorry. <laughs> I think we can keep it brief. I've, we, we, we've wrapped up Secret Invasion. Uh, I wasn't caught on it I thought it was probably like amongst the three worst MCU shows that I'd ranked so far I I just it left no impression it it had me hype you know what a stacked cast Mm -hmm. my boy Benny bringing some bringing some Aussie Aussie vernacular to the Uh, fore I'm a scroll mate It is so wacky just hearing him do it. He's like most Melbourne accent in every like dialogue exchange with Nick Fury. Nick Fury's quipping some sass and he's just, if you saw this dude at a Melbourne train station, you'd probably, you wouldn't be acting up. <laughs> Not with Benny boy. Um, but, and like Coleman and all that, it, you know, it's got such a stacked cast and it's such a nothing series. And if you told me it was written by AI, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. there, there is no soul to it uh, and it's a real, it's a real shame but this is coming from someone who still ranks I think She-Hulk's probably my number one and I know people hate that shit okay. mm. so it is what it is what are your other two yeah. bottom two then uh, Captain uh, sorry what was it uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier yep uh, probably Hawkeye Good omen. maybe yeah. oh, I forgot about Hawkeye yeah it was, it was quite forgettable yeah that's fair I think I'm done with the ECU, the ECU, the MCU Extended in general. Cinematic Although, universe, yeah. The, the Loki yeah. 2 trailer's got me back. Yeah, Loki 2 looks fun. good. I honestly, the, Secret Invasion killed my excitement for everything. Like, yeah, the, it's a fart. The only thing I enjoyed was Samuel Jackson and Don Cheadle chewing up some screen time with that their good. few little yeah. interactions because they, they're just class. But yeah, yeah fuck, it just it started it, off maybe a little bit intriguing and then just fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Also, Amelia mm. Clark, who I love, an amazing actress, stank that shit up. Yeah, I... Whew, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, let's... Sorry, no. Go, please go. Please go. Oh, I just thought... Hold your peace. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Just Like That. Uh... Oh. <laughs> yes. <is> <laughs> Sorry. Um, again, I never know what you're going to say. Um, I, I've heard it's an improvement over season one. Do you, do yes. you agree? Okay. Yes, cool. definitely. Um, what is this show? Uh, Sex and the reboot. Oh, it's that show. But they're like right, 50 okay. years old. Right. Yes. Yeah, Which I, not, I love actually as a concept, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, the, the only thing about it is it kind of um, – like I, I love the fact that women in their fifties can still feel stylish and confident and all that kind of stuff, but they really do like glamorize fighting aging at times. It's mm. and it's very obvious. Um, so, so yeah, there is that, and I think like Miranda's a lesbian. Um, spoilers. <laughs> ah, <season> one, <laughs> no, sorry, not Miranda. 
the other one, the redhead. No, oh, just let us spoil yeah. it properly. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's you know this already. It's in the trailer, mate. Who she? <laughs> can't believe you've done this. Who's she getting on with? Everything's in the trailer these days. Oh, so, uh, that the. I, I'm terrible uh, Sh- with Shay, names. Shay Diaz? Shay Diaz. Yeah. Yes. Look at me yeah, pulling yeah. this shit. I haven't seen a single episode. Who's a failed a failed comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, so Do you watch the L word? <laughs> yes. Okay. Don't worry. What's I got to do? What's I got to do with just like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just the most Zach pivot to have made in that moment. <laughs> You ever oh, seen women, this? Eh? <laughs> Gay women, eh? Look, look, all I know is that the last episode had Aiden back. It's, it's, yeah, because Big, Big died, guys. He had a heart attack on a pentacathlon machine. <laughs> Sales for those dropped, I bet, after that episode. Yes. I mean, look, bang a way to start the series. Um, but A heart um, attack? Yeah. Pulling off a beloved character like that—that's a pretty big swing. I don't think Big was that beloved. Ah, that's fair. I've heard the actors also piece of shit now, but I bet she did. Yeah, I know. I know, (laughs) Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Yeah, well, we never saw it. It was just teased the whole time. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, we didn't have any nice film of the week. Did you have one last week? No. No. I don't do that shit. Not on my show. (laughs) Love you, buddy. (laughs) Love you too. No, that wasn't Thank for you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well DLC podcast. Uh, if you want to check out the content, go to www.well-play.com.au. Check out Rhiannon's Master's Pupil review. Check out Nathan's board game review for Micro Machines or whatever it was again. And some other stuff is on the site. You can have a good time there. Click on all the ads too. We love that. We love that from you. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you at the PAX Barbecue. And we'll probably speak to you next week too. Goodbye. Bring your little cocky boy. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. What? Ciao. Bye.